to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear, to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients, but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories, and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now. Hello and welcome to another illuminating episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, where we delve into the world of business, entrepreneurship, and real estate. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and today we have the honor of hosting a distinguished guest who is a true luminary in the realm of real estate investing. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Chris Prefontaine, chairman and founder of Smart Real Estate Coach a four-time best-selling author of Real Estate on Your Own Terms, a Forbes Business Council member, and a three-times Inc. 5000 honoree. With a career spanning over 30 years, Chris's impact on real estate is profound. Chris's approach to real estate education and mentorship is distinct and deeply impactful. He's passionate about guiding others to break free from the treadmill and achieve success outside their core business. Let's embark on this enlightening conversation with Chris Prefontaine. Hi, Chris. Thank you uh, hey, for Glenn. joining us today. Yeah. yeah, you bet. I'm looking forward to chatting, and hopefully while doing that, we can impart some uh, some nuggets. Awesome. The- That's great. So why don't you just give us a little bit about your background and how you've ended up starting your business and, you know, maybe a little bit of how you got here. Uh, 30 years is a lot to cover, but, uh, you know, please give it, a, give it a go. I'm from New England. I can do 30 years in about two minutes, three minutes. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Yeah, so I, I, '90s, I built homes. I did them all on terms. I didn't use banks then. I didn't, I didn't. I was naive enough to just go ask the vendors and the sellers of the land to wait. They all did till the house got funded at the end. So that was unique. And then I bought a realty executive's franchise. Put my broker owner hat on. Never did that before. Uh, sold that to Cole Banker in 2000. From 2000 to the crash of 08, I did my own properties, you know, investment wise. But then in 08, I called the debacle in my book. It was it was nasty for me. So I had, I don't know, 23 or so properties. They were all signed on personally with me with banknotes. Not what I do now. Uh, Caused me some major headaches from 08 till 12. And after that, that was the impetus to get in motion, re-engineer the business and really set us up for what we do today. So you couldn't have convinced me back then, Glenn, that it was good. Right. But it was absolutely the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, we, we now have um, uh, mostly North America. We do deals with students, so we don't just sell them stuff. We actually get in the trenches and do deals with them, and make sure they uh, get to the finish line. So 
Awesome. That's about a couple minutes of 32 Jeez. years. Okay. Um, could you maybe delve into some of the key principles and strategies that you advocate in, in the book and um, and how they em empower individuals to succeed in real estate? Yeah. So because of the crash, right? Yeah. Uh, we're signing on personally. We no longer, a few things we do. We no longer use bank loans. We just don't. Uh, we okay. buy properties with underlying loans sometimes, but they'll stay in the seller's name. That's called subject to existing financing. Okay. You're right. Different where you are. Um, and the listeners, doesn't matter where they are, actually all over the world. And then we buy things owner financing. So again, no personal signature, no credit needed, and very little. I won't say no, but if you're buying these properties, sometimes there's some expenses going in. Right. Um, so, so little little to no cash. And then the third way we buy is lease purchase where you do not. I mean, you put a $10 deposit down. That's built into our agreements, but you do not put money down. You control the property versus owning it. So those are the only ways we buy. And it was all because of uh, the 08 uh, debacle there. And like I said, it took me four years to dig out of it. So if someone's kind of beat up with the new interest rates or beat up from the economy or COVID, um, you know, don't don't get down over it. There's a way out. I use it as a way out. And now to your point earlier, uh, we've grown fastest growing companies in the United States in the top 5,000 the last three years. So it works. It works really well when you're willing to roll up the sleeves and work. Right. Okay. Um, and can you just tell us a little bit about the how smartrealestatecoach.com functions? I mean, I believe that that's the business. And yeah. um, so what can people expect if they go there and how they get set up and what to expect once they're? Yeah, I'm I'm big on free, Glenn. I just think there's a lot of marketers out there. Look, we're not a great marketer, but there's a lot of marketers that market to people like you and I and people listening right now. And it's it's I would I would go so far as to say it's unfair because they're really good at marketing. And yeah. then they get these programs into people's hands and there's no support behind it. There's no interactive, you know, let's do this deal together like we do. So you get people that are get annoyed and they, they get on guard in the industry. Well, the opposite's the case with us. We're a family-based company. The community, the Wicked Smart community tends to be super tight family-based as well. And we do what? We have a program. Of course, we got to teach people the skill set piece of this, but it furthers itself and gets more aggressive when somebody wants to get in the trenches and do deals with us. Because as you know, there's all kinds of nuances in the deals. I, the reason I'm still here 32 years later is they're never the same deals, right? You're never bored. Yeah. And so as such, you might, you might learn the basics of creative real estate, which is what we do on, on terms, but there are always tweaks. There are always curveballs. There's always speed bumps. And that's what we're here for. We actually revenue share on all the deals. So that we have the same interest as the student. And it's not for life. They don't need us for life, right? There's a time period with each program yeah. we have. And right. during that time period, we're in the trenches with them. And we can't wait to see it close because it helps us too. Okay. So, yeah. So just, so coming in, I had a little slightly different, I think, concept of how it worked. So I'm going to explain what I thought it was. And then maybe you yeah. can explain the difference, right? So yeah. I'm like really familiar, uh, especially in Canada, Southern Ontario with this JV model, right? Where... Really, it's um, you, it marries two things together. One is a, a guy who knows real estate, guy or girl who knows real estate and finds deals, but really is ran out of mortgages and money, and and they're and they do all the work and all the legwork, find the deals, and then they they work with investors who want to get involved in real estate, but really, you know, they've got day jobs and they don't want yeah. the stress, and they bring the money and the mortgage to the to bear on the deal, and they JV it, and usually it's 50, 50, 60, 40, something like that. And it's more about one guy putting in the money in the mortgage, the other guy doing all the work, right? But that's not what you're you're doing. This uh, owner financing of the house, right? Is that right? Or so yeah. So in Canada, vendor hold back, our vendor take back. Um, 
So yeah, okay. so we bring no money to the table. Um, the deals are all done in the student's own entity. Okay. We're just acting as a consultant, and we get a revenue share on the back okay. end. All right. Okay. And so when a, when someone's doing one of these deals, um, you, are they bringing a, a, the same amount of like down payments that they would bring on a normal kind of a deal? No. Or no. Okay. No, definitely not. Especially in Canada, I know that's very customary, or at least a lot a, a lot of times customary for twenty percent down. Yeah. When we do owner financing, well, first of all, I'll go all three methods. Owner financing, we're putting usually zero down. Okay. Because of that, we'll have to pay any transfer tax or anything that might apply to the area. Second way we buy is lease purchase. As I said earlier, the $10 deposit built into that lease purchase. The agreements we have are all specific for Canada as well. We have people in Canada. And the third way we buy is subject to existing financing. That means that's more prone for someone who's in trouble as a, yeah. as a seller. They right. need a fix. Um, and that's no money down. That's really literally buying the house and taking over the mortgage payments uh, but we're usually putting a buyer in there to cover that. So it's usually not a big deal for more than a month or two. So what's the intellectual, philosophical, sort of psychological or financial commitment that the student makes? What is their, yeah. Where does their rubber meet the road in terms of what they need to do in order to see uh, this thing through? Yeah, a couple of different levels. And, and I'll go just kind of in order in my brain here. Yeah. So I'm big on free because of that marketing thing I talked about earlier. I want right. people to get into the free as much as they can. So then once they say, hey, Chris, I like this, I, I now I can commit. It's not, I'm going to try this. I looked at everything you have for free. Thank you. And I'm going to do it. Oh, no, not for me. So so they can do that. Secondly, they can kind of put their foot in the water by getting into the academy. It's an online course, but it's a living, breathing, changing, always updating course. That's why we call it the academy. Uh, unlike other courses that you buy and gosh, they're outdated since COVID even, right? right. So you, know, you yeah. get yourself in trouble. Then they can either go off and do deals on their own, no problem at all, hundreds of students doing it. I feel they're going to leave a lot of money on the table because of what I said earlier, things happen, right? And you just yeah. go, or you get frustrated and quit. The next level is the associate level, we call it. Associate level is where we interact and do deals with them. And there's all different plans where it could be a 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, depending on what plan they take. Okay. Okay, cool. Um so in reading your bio and stuff like that, it seems that you've got a you know a large dedication to mentoring and educating others. And can you maybe share some of the memorable success story from one of your students or partners that kind of exemplifies how your how your program works or your mentorship ideals? Yeah, work? we got a bunch. And, and thank you because I like I like real stories better than anything, Glenn. Right? Because in theory, we can say anything we want, but we need right. real stories. So. <laughs> Yeah. Our certified coaches have to go through our program. They have to have been at the highest level coaching with me. I coach a couple of the highest levels now, and then we have like five coaches. Um, I'll give you a few quick stories. So yeah. uh, Rick in Rick in my area, Rick was 30 years working for the government, 30. <laughs> he tried wholesaling, and I, I will stress try in the real estate niches because I, I'm not a big proponent of it. It's more like a job, but he couldn't get it off the ground while he had his job. Yeah. So he joined us um, nine months later. He had five deals under his belt, five deals, a hundred grand a piece. Cause we create like three paydays on the deals. They're very, very lucrative and left his job. May of 23, this is past May 30 years. Nice. So, you know, that's a big deal. Brian um, comes to mind in Illinois because unlike Rick, where Rick went off right away and did the, did what I would do, which was the owner financing deal. Brian was a little more gun shy and he wanted to not have to buy the property. So he liked the lease purchase idea. When you're brand new, you go, okay, 10 bucks, I can control this property. He did his first eight deals. Brian did in Illinois and about nine months left his job. I think he had a goal of two years. 
nine months, he was 17 years selling elevators. No experience. It's not like these people came to the table and said, ah, I've been selling houses, you know? Right. And he sold his own house. He told me he lost money on it. But he was uh, on the road all the time. And his why was big. His why was his kid got older and said, hey, dad, you like, you're never home. So it changes life. And, and, and the story is going on like that. We've been helping people escape their job like that since like 2014. Wow. Okay. That's, that's incredible. The, um, um, you know, in your career, I'm sure you've seen lots of shifts. You talked about 08 and, um, and what sort of trends and future developments are you seeing in the real estate market now? And, you know, what can people do to prepare and stay ahead kind of in the moment? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing is, Aside from the change is one constant in real estate, right? Yeah. It all changes. So it's yeah. not like you, I, I really cringe when people say, well, I'm going to wait till it bottoms or I'm going to wait till it does. This is not a stock. It's hard assets, real estate. And so you are going to, you are going to be, you are going to have to get comfortable with the fact that it's constantly changing. If you know it's constantly changing, why not operate and get really good operating in the only niche that allows you to bop and weave with any market up, down or sideways. And that's creative real estate. The book's called On Your Terms, but that's creative real estate. So right. you wake up in the morning or go to bed at night, not worried about any kind of a, the media screaming about a crash or the interest rate. It literally doesn't matter because if I get my my term that I want on a property, I don't care what the interest rates are out there in the marketplace. I don't care what anything's going on with the pricing as long as I get the right term. So right. the trend will continue to change. The trend will continue to go more and more creative financing versus conventional because as you know, rates are just going up and up and up right now. And that's that's annoying a lot of people and pulling a lot of people out of the market. Right. Okay. Um, and then how did you come about to write the book? Like what was the genesis of it? How long did it take? Did you self-publish it? I mean, any tips on writing books? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we self-published the, the last two we did, but that was my very first book. It started in 17. I did it through Forbes books. It was called Advantage. Then it's now called Forbes books, a rather large and rather uh, credible then what happened was, well, the impetus for us to tell you that was um, I wanted a book at the time, and that's how I treat the programs too, is I didn't want to leave things out. Like I feel like, and you probably read it, you read a book and they, they want you to just go do something else. Or you right. read a book and they're trying to upsell you something else. I just want to lay it out. Like, here's what we do. Here's what we, now you can't make a million dollars by reading the book, but you will know everything we do. Right. There's nothing held back. So that was the impetus to do it. And then we started to revise it because I felt bad like the course. I'm like, okay, well, this stuff's going to get outdated. I got to revise it. It seemed like a lot of work. So in, in uh, say, fall of 19, we started revising it and COVID hit in 20. So it was actually a blessing because we updated it all to be very appropriate for COVID and post-COVID. So the, the new edition came out like late 20. Um, and then again, we self-published a couple of books after that, that. And I would probably go that route again to answer your question. Uh, Forbes yeah. is amazing, um, but they got you for life. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it was my first book. It was great because someone helped me do it, and I get to voice things and into a you know recording and a phone yeah. But after we learned that, we did the next two in house faster, in my opinion, um, a little bit less hoops to jump through. But the, but that was my my first book was kind of like the staple anyway, and it remains that way. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Um, the um, so let's say you know uh, the, you, you're talking about the fellow that was 30 years at the government and yeah. the other guy, the elevator guy. Uh, these are all really interesting stories. And uh, but let's say there's kind of we'll start off with this one example. Like let's say the guy's not ready to quit. You know what I mean? Like he maybe he's got a yeah. stable income, got good benefits, medical. You know, needs yeah. prescriptions and this for his kids and the dental plan and all that jazz, right? So 
is there how does your program cater to people that aren't ready to like throw in uh you know to jump into the world of full entrepreneurship quit their job and how does that how do the two blend themselves and what the yeah. time allotted and all that how do how do it's, they it's a great that? point and a great question so i got two thoughts on this one is uh, i was interviewing a woman this morning Dr. Uh, Taryn Marie, amazing individual. Her, her TED Talk has like a million hits. She just saw my show. She said, Chris, and I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. I love your opinion on it. She said, some people aren't like, the, their constitution is not that they're going to be okay as an entrepreneur, certainly not full-time. Like the challenge is the cash flow, the mental game. Like that's work. It's, it's yeah. not easy. So, so all that to say, um, no, they don't have to go full-time. 99%, 98%, 99% of the students that come to us have a job. Um, we have attorneys, two that I can think of right now that are in the higher levels. And we have a doctor that runs an entire hospital and is in ER. So they're not going full-time. They, they don't, I'm not going to say they love their job, but they're not going anywhere right now. Right. So we can teach them how to do it. And let, let me give you this example. Let's say someone loves their job or profession. Good. God love you. I'm glad you do. The the ability for you to now make 50, 75, 100, 200 grand on one deal exists once you develop the skill set. And that skill set, nobody can take from you. You could buy your own house for, with it. If you right. learn how to do this once and don't do anything else, but maybe do a deal a year and maybe buy a house every six or seven years for your family, that is an enormous win because our average three paydays per deal all across North America range from a low of 45,000 to a high of 250 and up depending on how long the deal goes. So that's a big number, right, Glenn? So you don't have to go full time. You don't have to do 20 deals. You can do a handful and change your life. Right. And you were saying like um, your system, it is it does cater to both U.S. and Canada. You have students coming yeah. from Canada that are- Yeah, luckily we had a gentleman come in, in Quebec and then one in Toronto and, and right. some lower level people. These two were like, hey, I want to I want to really go at this. So we got agreements done for Canada specifically. It's like Texas. You need separate agreements for Texas because they don't allow these right. purchases. So there are nuances like that. Canada and Texas, frankly, the only two that we had to tweak the agreements for. Okay. Okay. And so I guess your system, you have a, a series of boilerplate agreements and uh, yeah. the, you provide the students as part of the program. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. And right. um, and you're saying you tweak them for on, for like on Quebec or Ontario and Texas. Yep. And, yeah, okay. there's actually a gentleman I've been on his yeah. show several times in Canada. He's been doing this and he's slowed down just age-wise. He doesn't choose to do it anymore, but he's bought he's bought uh, and sold houses like we do on terms for like 28 years, 30 years, almost as much as me in Canada. Wow. He's a, and he's, yeah, so I so I know it was done well before me. Like this isn't new, right? This stuff's been done since the 1600s in New York City. Like, like all we did is wrap a system and support around it, which people need. That's all. Right. Okay, and this sort of crosses the bounds from not just real estate businesses, but businesses in general. I mean, a lot of people that uh, that um, that are listening are, you know, wanting to become entrepreneurs. And um, I mean, any advice for the person that is looking to make that leap, like they don't want to stay working full time, and yeah. um, you know, they're kind of having uh, fear, of, you know, fear of act, fear to take that action. And, and how did you take the steps during these, you know, over the years to, to get to where you are today? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I advice for us to answer your question. The advice yeah. would be this. It doesn't matter if you're listening and you want to open a restaurant or be in real estate or whatever. It doesn't matter what the business is. <clears throat> Here's three things I tell people. One, um, pick a, a, a niche if it's real estate or an industry. It doesn't matter. Again, anything. Pick what you're going to go get behind. You can get passionate about it. You want to do it. Two, 
find a group or a person, or in my case, or whatever it is that 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 personal group aligns with you value-wise, morally, ethically, and and oh, by the way, they also did what you want to do, right? They've already accomplished it. And third, um, and why I say that, by the way, before I go to the last and third step, is going. There are many people you and I both know that had huge success in it. Doesn't matter what industry, but as a result, wrecked their family or wrecked a relationship or yeah. you know that th- th- that's out there. Now that might be okay for some, not okay for me. I don't want to, that's not a mentor for me. So that's why I say that. And then third, and this is the the easy thing to say yes to, but the hardest thing to do. And that is put your blinders on for three to seven years. Um, You probably know some of the younger people that I I talk with don't, but you probably know Dennis um, Waitley. Yes, of course. Yeah. And Brian Tracy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know of them. Brian Tracy was on my show. Brian was 82. This is during COVID. I'm assuming he's still alive. And Brian said to me, uh, I said my philosophy of, hey, they got to put blinders on in my step three for three years, because that'll be a commitment that if they get a speed bump, they won't go, oh, I quit. I'm in this for three years. And Brian said, and I agree with him, he changed the first guest that challenged me. He said, nope, it's seven years. I said, why? Why do you say that? He said, Chris, I'm 82. I think it was at the time. I've been broke several times. I've made millions several times. And I will tell you, he said, no matter what anyone tells you, it's going to take you two or three years and you're going to really suck at something. <laughs> right. And then two or three years where you're adequate and the last two years, you'll feel yeah. like, hey, I got this. And I agree with yeah. him. And you, I don't know if you do, but that, so that's step three. Yeah. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I mean, I actually built and sold two businesses, both after 15 years. And, um, and you know, the I I can very much resonate with what you're saying about the time and uh and it definitely not doesn't happen overnight i mean there's a you know a little bit of misconception out there in the social media world that some of these guys you know they just quit their jobs and they become uh you know entrepreneurial sensations overnight and that's not the way it works but but just by taking that first step i mean once once you've taken you know put your fear at bay for a moment and take the first step I mean, taking the ne- the rest of the steps becomes a lot more second nature, right? I mean, you know, what one, it's sort of fear of taking action in the beginning, but once you take it the first step, it's kind of fear of poverty and fear of failure that keeps you going, right? And that's a much bigger motivator. And yeah, I agree. Fear of failure, two, things, right? two things that come to mind when you say that. The second piece of that was, yeah, it's either fear of this or fear of that, or like someone's got a burning why. Like for me, I I yeah. went from a two and a half acre lot overlooking Newport Harbor here in Rhode Island to a 900 square foot apartment with my wife, one bedroom apartment. Okay. Well that pissed me off to no end. So that was a huge why, right? So if someone's got a burning why that, that certainly helps a lot. But the second thing is you will, I promise you as an entrepreneur, if you're listening, you will have challenges. It's not, I said earlier, it's, it's hard, right? Entrepreneurship, the rewards are great, but it's hard. So that's why you need someone like myself or anyone who's been through business that you can go, hey, this just happened. What do I do? That's yeah. a big mistake I made at the beginning of the crash. I didn't have that. In my entire life, I had mentors. That one segment of my life, I didn't. And I had trouble because I had nowhere to go to. And I stayed in my head for four years. So don't do that. Get someone that you can lean on. Awesome. That's, that's really good. Um, any final thoughts for the audience on, um, you know, to inspire or, you know, to begin their real estate journey that you want to share? Um, I just, this, I already gave the three steps. Just know that you can do it. If you just simply grab onto someone and don't let go for three to seven years, like literally, right. I don't want to go. Down, yeah. But that's yeah. it. Right. Just don't. Awesome. And to, um, your okay. audience, welcome to our free uh, book for free, Glenn. And they don't have to put in, yep. I love Please. the free offers that say put in shipping, yeah. you know, then right. you gotta put your, yeah. no. 
We'll ship it out to you. Just go to wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash Glenn, the number one, Glenn nice. Merrick one. Okay, great. And that's the uh, that's the best way to get a hold of you and stuff as well. And uh, Well, the, the website you gave would be yeah. uh, smartrealestatecoach.com. If you okay. want to talk to me, you can you can get on there and do the contact. Yeah. Ask them in the team. I, I, I'll get on with you. Awesome. That's that's great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, this concludes another enlightening episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. If you found this discussion with Chris Prefontaine motivating, please um, reach out to him or his team. And um, if you like the podcast, uh, please subscribe and share on your favorite channel. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Glenn. tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the be a guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button, and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoolis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulos and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.